to another episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast, episode 88. I'm Trav, that over there is Alex, and Alex, I know you've been you've been working been working pretty dang hard lately. I can tell in your voice. You jumped on here earlier and you sounded like you'd just either woken up or got home from war. One of the two. Might as well be both. Oh. You know, just, wait, wait, you know, uh, uh, just tired, not sleep. I don't want to compl- I don't want to be the complain about work guy. Let's get him out of the me. way early. We all hate our jobs. No. Our feet hurt. No, I don't I don't hate my job. No. I just hate this time of year because I work at a school and uh, we're gearing up for fall semester which starts at the end of August. So this is the only time anybody gets to take time off for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, so and uh I I'm a sucker and I did not take time off. So uh, I'm stuck doing a whole bunch of shit that I want nothing to do with. But uh, anyway, yeah, and it's not uh, how it's are not you? playing Genesis games. I bet you're still playing that Super Nintendo, which is good stuff. Uh, no, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just started a new job. We're still ramping me up, which means I can still play dumb for a few more weeks and get by doing very little. I'm killing it out there. I'm doing a good job. So, so I'm doing all right cool. with work. I work from home. I've I got canker sores on my buttocks, but I'm uh, I'm good otherwise. I think he. I think those are bed sores, not canker sores. Ah, I never really they knew were the canker sores. Yeah, if they were canker sores. I think that would be a be a little weird. But uh, now I'm googling where do you get cankers, or you get those on your mouth. Yeah, I got mouth sores on my butt. That's how. That's the life I live. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, I don't know what kind of parties you've been going to. My but, world's uh, upside down, man. World's Invite me next time. Sure. But, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, are you still doing like the similar stuff as you were in the past, or is this like, well, now I'm a professional trapeze artist? Like, what? what <laughs> you don't have to say what you're doing, but like, yeah, I train. Yeah. Uh, I train tigers for the circus. It's uh, rewarding. The tigers uh, are friendly so far. No, I. The Detroit Tigers. <laughs> I, I train the Detroit Tigers for the circus, and get them on those. <laughs> get them on that tiger. Right as well. They need all the help they can get, am I right? Hey, <laughs> you are right. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, okay, well, in the span of this podcast, I've had three jobs, so I'm going to refer to them as job one and job two and now job, and now job is a lot like job one. Uh, in fact, they kind of touch in that uh, jo- now job is a private arm of job one's structure, which was at a university. So uh, I'm I'm interacting with a lot of the same people. And all that stuff, but I'm just like in a completely different division, and I've kind of got a position that's a bit higher status than I was before. So the joke is that I just took a long walk around the parking lot to this new job that I have uh, from job <laughs> one. So, uh, but yeah, it's been good in that way because it's it's a good mix of familiar and unfamiliar, and um, I don't know. There's there's some comfort in having some things there that are familiar. So um, liking it so far. Thanks for asking. That's pretty killer. Yeah, it's. Uh it's nice not to go in completely blind. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, as long as those people that you're working with are, uh, good folks. Yeah. So far, not, so good. Uh, not a bunch of, uh, guys with alien syndrome. Ah, right? hey, not a lot of folks that put a little too much stock in what Ridley Scott's been up to, which is alien. Uh, syndrome, you know? Yeah. I like that joke. Yeah. Um, that game looks pretty good though for NES. I was not, expecting that game to look as good as it does uh and you seem to like it too yeah i think it's pretty good i think i was a little surprised 
how much of an unknown quantity that game was because to me, <laughs> maybe it's just because it's high in the alphabet and we've all played with emulators in our day. Uh, I was pretty familiar with Alien Syndrome. And I was interested to see a lot of the comments were like, oh, I've never checked this one out or didn't know there was a port. Wow. I'm like, really? Huh. Okay. I thought I was basically just showing folks something that, you know, most of the diehards specifically would know. But a lot of people were, you know, it was new to them. So that's cool. Uh, I do like the game, but I mean, it's, it gets a little bland and tedious, but I mean, it's an NES game. What do you expect? But for a, how, is it pretty long? Did you, did you end up finishing it? I didn't end up finishing it uh, i got stuck on one of the bosses the bosses are the real the real difference maker there because the yeah you can walk around collect all the hostages and do your zombies ate my neighbors thing and and that's okay that's all well and good but then those bosses you get in one of those you know black backgrounds big old boss takes up most of the screen and you gotta dodge dip dive duck and dodge no uh, you know limited continues uh that'll that'll cut your time short yeah, I, I love that NES tag. You know, you know, you're playing a legit NES game when you've got a completely black background <laughs> with uh, one uh, with one giant weird looking sprite. Um, I was curious about uh, how far they went with this game uh, with uh, the lore and stuff. Uh, if if the manual had any kind of uh, story or anything like that and not really in fact barely any at all but they did name the bosses which i thought was really funny uh and they're they're named ships so apparently you're like i i don't know it's supposed to depict that you're in space fighting a ship maybe it's weird but um ship number one is hugger <laughs> <laughs> like okay ship number two is asophy asophy a-S-O-P-H-Y. Weird. And then ship number three is Takapi. Takapi. Uh, number four is Halfa. Number five is Titsi. What the hell <laughs> is running this? Out of na- already running out of names. We got two to go. Number six is Minamore or Minamore. Uh, and then number seven is King Core. <laughs> King Core. So there you go. That's yeah. so wild. King I wonder Core if they're sounds like-, like it's a... A music genre or something from like the early two thousands. I wonder if they're like anagrams or something. They're so they're so out there. They they're they they're bound to mean something, right? I have no idea. That's they're, really strange. They're very eighties science fiction video game names. Mm. I don't know. That sounds cool. It makes me think of uh, bands like Sepultura. Uh, they didn't speak English very well at the very beginning, like in the mid 80s and uh, even into the late 80s. So uh, I remember reading an interview where they were like, well, we wanted our songs to be in English so we could catch on uh, outside of our home country of Brazil. So uh, we just went looked into the dic- went into the dictionary and looked up cool sounding words. That's how they came up with uh, names of songs like Troops of Doom. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Don't they have it's like, like bloody like, yeah, war? It sounds like it was... Th- I think so. I, I think that, so. Yeah, that might have been an early one. Right, right. And they got that one called like root. Oh, maybe not bloody. Maybe it's like bloody. No, roots. you 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 might be thinking of roots bloody. Roots. That's what I'm thinking. That's of. much later. Gotcha. Yeah, that was like mid '90s. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, their their mid '80s stuff is like a, a a mishmash of like random words. It's pretty. <laughs> it's it's pretty endearing, but it's it's also very funny. Nice. Yeah. They, they and they do resort to a lot of ch- just chants in their. Uh, chorus like minimal words but that makes it catchy as all hell that's why i love i love sepultura yeah i love that band 
Because are they still around? Now I got to look. No, I mean, I think uh, I know Max Cavalera uh, left a, a long time ago. Um, and Igor Cavalera left. I think the only original uh, member in the original Sepultura is just the bass player or something like that. But uh, I know uh, Igor and Max, the two brothers, uh, they two were uh, doing Sepultura songs. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, they well, they had an album as of uh, 2020. The 15th Sepultura did? Yeah, it's called Quadra, and it's the 15th studio album by Brazilian metal band Sepultura. I mean, which one of these guys, who, who are these guys that are from, like, I know the, the singer, uh, Derek Green, I don't think he's from, I think he's from Cleveland. I don't think he's from Brazil. <laughs> he, <laughs> so he I'm not sure how Cleveland. accurate. Dang. Oh, yeah. I, I think I knew that, like, uh, for some reason. Okay. But um, Well, I looked it up here. So we have yeah. the, the, uh, the lead guitarist is still from, he's from Brazil. Uh, oh, Andreas is still in the band. Okay. And yeah. the bass player's in the band. Bass I thought player. he left a long time ago. And okay. the drummer is from Brazil. So the singer is the only Clevelandite. But hey, Cleveland rocks. Uh, okay. Cleveland rocks. Yeah. Yeah. So they say. But yeah, um, I would much rather go see uh, Igor and Max, especially Igor. That guy hits hard. Like he hits like his life depends on it. His like he that that's a guy where you watch him play drums and it's just like jesus dude like how the hell do you keep this energy up but yeah uh, yeah yeah they're they're an all-time favorite for me in the metal category especially yeah right on man well uh i don't have a good segue for you for metal but uh you were playing that battle mobile and the reason i say it like that is because of uh that craftsman steady crafts and he's like battle mobile that's how he would say it. Yeah, it was pointed out to me like, uh, I think you meant Battlemobile. And I kept saying it Battle Mobile. And I, it never occurred to me that it could be Battlemobile. Because it, it sounds like Batmobile. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> like, why would. But uh, then again, it is a unlocalized game uh, that stayed in Japan. Battle Mobile but, also uh, sounds like a sort of cricket wireless type of cell phone plan, but you can only get it in like high risk areas. You want to get battle mobile. Okay. Either way you put it, the title does make sense uh, from a gameplay standpoint because uh, it's pretty much, uh, I don't know if it's a spy hunter ripoff, but it's a spy hunter derivative, I guess, because you uh, rather instead of having uh, weapons and stuff like that, you just ram your car into things. Mm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I should correct. I should correct myself. You do have missiles that you fire at helicopters and bosses and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's you're pretty much vertically scrolling arcade style shoot 'em up, except spy hunter style stuff. A lot of people dig that. So uh, well, I don't know about a lot of people. It's pretty niche, but uh, it's pretty. Uh, it's good for what it is. I like it. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I'm curious, uh, and you might have said it in the video, but is it? It's it's hard, right? Like the, it's hard to uh, like beating that game would be a tall order. Yeah, well, the first two levels are pretty damn easy, mm. and I was like, wow, this is like easy Spy Hunter. That's awesome. Then the third level starts, and you're sliding around on snow oh, and ice, and they start doing that shit. Yeah, and uh, and then it gets really tough. Um, the amount of stuff on screen almost doubles and yeah it's pretty it's pretty hard uh after the third level or after the second level rather but uh still 
I would recommend playing that if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, it looks pretty cool too, player. Did uh, did Pearl fire that one up with you? Yeah, uh, for like a, a few minutes. <laughs> Not her thing at all. Not at all. Man, I need to start getting my wife to help me with the two-player stuff because I, I should have gotten some footage of Alien Syndrome in two-player because I think that that... Uh, the game is probably a little bit more interesting with two people. I think it gets a little dry with one, but, you know, our schedules don't align when I'm up late trying to crank out Nest Friend footage. Yeah, the it, that's the thing is uh, with NES games that have multiplayer, that makes way more difference uh, in experience, at least to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, then ba- there's also Mission Impossible. I don't know if you've played this or if you had this on your queue for NES games. I mean, it's everything's in the queue. But no, I've not played this one, and it's not coming up anytime soon. So it was fun to, to see this one, and it sounds like you liked it. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that I really did have to uh, play it, get confused, not understand what the hell's going on, and then pull up a game facts, fac, and, um, and the instruction manual uh to see what the hell i do so that helped a lot because <laughs> it's the first level uh you you have to wander around and find clues and get a pass to us to access a certain area and you have to solve this little number puzzle thingy to get to a certain part and to move on with the game but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting uh, game because it is uh, a little different. It's Konami, so it's got all the good Konami-ness to it in terms of like the music is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's got that po- a certain amount of polish to it. It's not a bunch of jank. It's not. I mean, the graphics are a little jank, but um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. But it is really absurdly difficult. Uh, you're you're i guess you could say it's the classic case of nes difficulty but i think this goes a little beyond that yeah it seems like to span genres too i mean you got a whole game of ski free in one of those levels or you're skiing down a yeah. mountain it's crazy yeah it's pretty weird you, you've got the boat race and like a downhill skiing thing and they both last like a minute yeah what a weird game like it's yeah, it's pretty strange. Um, but I guess it does uh, follow the TV show, uh, but not the original TV show, the the continuation from the late 80s. So, wild. <laughs> Still has Peter Graves, though. It's all that matters. Man, that seems like a thing that Konami did a lot for the NES was experiment with adding multiple, you know, and I don't want to say genres, but just like, like Lone Ranger has its multiple set pieces and so does uh, Laser Invasion. And this kind of feels similar where they just, you know, here's a segment where you're platforming and here's a segment where you're top down shooting and here's one where you're driving. So that's cool. That's cool. I like and, that. And uh, don't, for- don't forget everyone's favorite, uh, Bayou Billy. Oh, my gosh. Bayou Billard. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. That was a swing and a miss. Uh, I'd like to see a video uh, uh, from Ness Friend on that game. That would be interesting, just to see you deconstruct like what, like not only what went wrong, but like what needs to be done better. <laughs> it's such a it's bonkers just, game. That game is that game is such a mess. I know. But, I've not um, put any meaningful time into it, other than to like it was a curiosity where people were like, Bayou Billy's so bad. It's so hard, bro. And I was like, can't be that bad. Yeah. And then like literally like a minute of playing it. I was like, ah, I would rather go outside. 
This sucks. <laughs> didn't take long. I'd rather go uh, literally do anything else. Yeah, it just didn't feel but, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. All right. Well, that was YouTube stuff. Now we get to get to some of these emails. And you know what, Alex? I went back through the old drunk friend inbox and discovered that there were a few in there that we had starred. But for some reason, I don't know why, we were just bad at emails. We had skipped over them. So I went through and grabbed those suckers and tossed them in this old sheet. So uh, we have a few here that span, you know, we got one from like episode 82. We got one from Cobbler Day. I don't even know when that was. Cobbler Day? We got one from Cobbler Day and and one from not too, too long ago. So I had to scrape the bottom of the old drunk friend inbox barrel for these emails. Cobbler Day. Wait, what, where are those? Uh, I'm looking at, I see Jono. Jono was episode 82. Kyle down here says, Happy National Cherry Cobbler Day. That's coming in a minute. Um, oh. I don't know when that was. I should look it up. Let's look it up. Oh, there we go. Okay. My thing wasn't loading. Uh, Wednesday, Whoops. May 17. That's, so it's uh, it's been a that's while. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah yeah she loves a good cobbler <laughs> uh, she does actually i feel like i should read this one it, it feels written to me because it it includes okay. uh something about the biscuit uh it says uh it's from Jono, our good pal Jono. commentary and biscuits is the name of the uh the title of the email he says good day drunk friends listening to episode 82 and the question about video game commentaries actually does have some answers I believe that some of the Rogue Squadron games on the N64 and more recent versions of Duke Nukem 3D feature developer commentaries. And just to step outside the email here, I do remember that conversation where we said, wouldn't it be cool if some games had like a director's cut commentary over certain parts that you could select to go through and play? That would be cool. Uh, He's telling us that that does exist. Um, He says, uh, it's usually handled as a selectable option, and then in levels there are interactable icons that will play an audio track of a developer talking about the level or game. I'm sure there are others, but those are the ones I'm aware of. Secondly, and here's where it gets fun for us, pitch a Limp Biscuit game. Is it a Katamari Damacy clone, like for Limp Biscuit's Roland? Get it? Wink, wink. A Destruction Derby clone, perhaps, for Limp Biscuit's Break Stuff. Have a great weekend, Jono. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you're the expert. I don't. I don't know. I'm Man. not as uh, I hate as uh, affl- affluent with their uh, library of music. I hate that so you get to know. distance yourself here and then also shove me under the biscuit bus. But you know what? I'll take it with pride. Hey, I'll- you're the one that you're the one that is. <laughs> you, don't don't blame me. Listen, I went to a concert and I had fun, and and that's it. Okay, I, you're allowed to do that. I didn't sing along with every song or rip my shirt off and scream, "Hey, Fred, it's me, Travis." At least, no one knows Down I a did few that. Four locos. No one knows that I did that. Um, mm. No, it was a good time. Okay, so I would say, huh? Maybe a dating sim called Nookie. That could be fun. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. Uh, uh, dating sim. We're, we're, okay, so do you play as like a regular person that wants to date somebody in Limp Biscuit, oh. Or is it the other way around? I think you have to be Fred Durst in the game. <laughs> and it's a dating sim where you're trying to get with like Christina Aguilera. I think that was a lyric or something. Where he talks about maybe Britney, I don't know. He 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 drops a lot of references to to pop stars of the day in in some of those old songs. Not all of those lyrics hold up as you'd imagine, um, but you know he 
he he distances himself emotionally by saying, "Listen, I'm just doing this all for the nookie." But the arc to the story is he comes around. You know, Fred Durst. He actually does have a heart, and he's doing it for a little more than the nookie. He's doing <laughs> he's doing it for companionship. So I think that's the that's the dating sim nookie. Sure, and it's I think it's a banger. Yeah. Well, what a, I mean, how far in depth are the uh, choices? Like, can he can he date Kathy Bates? Can he date? Uh, <laughs> I hope Ali Sheedy, Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club. Um, oh, good I'm pull. Just, I'm just naming random people. <laughs> That's what you do. Can he date? Can he date Madonna? Can he date? Uh, oh, you know who? He, Shannon Tweed. She was the Skinamax queen from the '90s. That would be a good, uh, good uh, pull right there for for that particular game. I'm with you on dating sim, though. I think that needs to be needs to be a thing. You can put uh, Kathleen Turner in there. Yeah. Trying to think of other like '80s, '90s actresses, but late '90s, I don't I don't know very well for for movies for whatever reason. But uh, well, yeah, <laughs> dating sim is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, dude, man, I'm I'm impressed with your your uh, your '90s actress acumen is very good. Uh, maybe a Marissa Tomei. I mean, that's that's high throw that that's a high too, mark yeah. too. I mean, Marissa Tomei's that's or, uh, my gal. Mira Sorvino, okay. R.I.P. Uh, Paul Sorvino. Man, you're too good at this almost. Yeah, either that or I guess my only like maybe Annie McDowell. By the way, I'll throw that one out there. Uh, my uh, Annie McDowell was a dish. I liked her. <laughs> she was in that movie uh, Green Card that my mom watched over and over again with Gerard Depardieu. And uh, man, that movie was weird. <laughs> Gerard, Depardieu. I I only know her for the most part from uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. You know what? And in that's the like game, the- Gerard Depardieu, that's your nemesis. <laughs> Yeah, and he's drawn like a caricature of himself, so he has he just has this giant nose, right? And this like in, insanely messy blonde hair, and he's just drinking wine the whole time. That's the also the three things I know about him. If I were to make a joke about Gerard Depardieu, you you knocked all three of my my bits clean out of the park. Check, check, and check. Yeah, yeah. The only the only other Limp Biscuit esque game, since I know you're not going to participate here, uh, maybe a grind heavy. RPG, where you earn the various costumes that the guitarist is known for, and uh, you have to go out into the world, find a mystical red New York Yankees hat. It was taken from you. You got to go get it. Uh, but it's super grind heavy, and it's called "I'm Broke" because that was one, that was another one of their songs. So you're just constantly trying to afford the costumes, uh, like the skeleton costume and all of the cool hip new metal stuff, so that you can roam around the land looking for your lost hat. Uh, we would just call it "I'm broke." So that's my that's my only other idea. Maybe the lost hat. Maybe the, his uh, red hat gives you like, you know, MTV powers or something, mm-hmm. where, they, where you're able to, you know, get your music video played on MTV constantly in 1999 and 2000. You, I don't know. You can be for, you could be number one on TRL for just one day. That's right. Yeah, you're just trying and, to get uh, Carson Daly on your good side. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Oh, maybe Carson Daly's the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> How would you fight Carson Daly? Um, I've heard he's a good golfer, so maybe maybe the game suddenly turns into a golf showdown. 
That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Just even if we're not talking about a video game, if you're like, "How would you fight Carson Daly?" I'm like, "How Man, would you fight?" Carson? I have no idea. Big guy, how t- how tall is Carson Daly? He seems like a man of stature, like at least six one, six two. I mean, you know, a little slightly above average height. All right, let's let's see. Did wow, you- he's only forty nine. I thought he was a lot older than that. Man, uh, and he is six foot one. Oh, he's yeah. He's bulked up a little bit too. He might be able to take me now. Yeah, it looks like he weighs well over two bills. Huh. So yeah, I think I think uh one atomic elbow drop from Carson Daly is gonna put you on, on Dream Street. Yeah, I'll just have to outrun him for a little bit, see if I can get him worn out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can do it. Oh my god. Yeah, that'll do it. All right, good stuff. Uh, well, thank you for that email, John. Jono. Hopefully, uh, we satisfied your uh, your quest there. And you know what? Before we get too far in the episode, Alex, I and because you named like 15 90s actresses, I think it's a good time to mention that on the uh, the 20th and 21st, we're going to be doing, uh, with the Polymedia Network, we're going to be doing our 24-hour charity stream for the International Rescue Committee. And you're actually going to be on there. You're going to have a time slot like 9 a.m. Eastern on that Sunday. And I don't know what you're going to do with your time slot, but whispers between you and I are that you're you're going to be there. You're going to be naming some 90s dudes, maybe whipping out the golf cards, maybe going through some old baseball stuff, talking about Don Mattingly, hitting some Wade Boggs, maybe comparing their mustaches. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little preview. I, I have a couple uh, watch items on eBay for... Uh, 90s ass hockey cards baseball cards uh, still yes. looking for golf cards uh but um i'm just going to be opening baseball cards and hockey cards dude that is and, awesome uh, just looking at these guys and then just being like this freaking guy like tamo solani oh or i, I wouldn't find tamo solani in a in a in a in a pack that's for sure but uh i mean now if you do it'll be amazing and that can be one of your incentives yeah but uh yeah. <laughs> but yeah so so folks uh and i i should have said it at the top of the show uh we'll make sure to, to put it more front and center next episode but yeah on the um august 20th 1 p.m eastern you do your own time zone math because i'm no good at it but uh starting at 1 p.m eastern on the 20th all the way through to 1 p.m eastern on the 21st it's it'll be 24-hour streams we got a live polykill podcast happening in there somewhere uh, my pal caleb j ross i say my pal our friend the friend of the network co-host of tales is going to be there blink uh pam will be there pd so a lot of familiar faces very cool guy mike has a has a time block uh so be sure to check that out you can follow polykill on twitter for more information but they follow me on twitter and you'll see more updates about schedule and that kind of thing but we wanted to we wanted to do something good, spend some good uh, out of what we do. So hopefully you show up and uh, have some fun and check out some some cool streams and maybe maybe learn a few '90s hockey players. I have no, I could name Wayne Gretzky's yeah. my only one. Ah, uh, Wayne Gretzky's more '80s. Did Gerard Depardieu play hockey? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if there's a lot of French hockey players. Really, but uh, you, you got to go further uh, east. You got to go to. Or, or further north, up to Sweden and Finland, guys like Alexander Bogilny, or you can go further <laughs> east into Russia for for uh, Pavel Bure, one of the all-time greats of the 90s. Fastest guy on the ice. This is just a taste, folks. 
Can you believe this? It's just taste <laughs> what you're going to get. I still don't know how I'm going to set up my camera. I think I might actually have to tape my phone to my lamp because <laughs> I don't have a thing to prop my camera up above me where mm. you can't see my face. You can only see like my hands and, and the cards. Right. So yeah, that's going to be a bit of a challenge, but um, we'll we'll figure it out. You got to go the extra step and wear like blue latex gloves so that you don't even like, you're even team no hands. People are like this guy even have hands? <laughs> no hands. Wow. I'm gonna that's use funny. my feet. <laughs> that might get now. That's an incentive right there. He opens the packs with his feet for an extra extra bit of dough for yep. the charity. There you go. Yeah, I gotta get pra- I gotta get practicing. I've never done that before. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. You can get some weird foot perverts in there, but whatever it takes, it's for the kids. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> Anybody I don't know named why Dylan? I shouted that out. Any Dylan? <laughs> I all don't the know Dylans. Why I shouted that. It's <laughs> just the first name that came into mind. I was like, oh, it'd be fun to like shout someone from the Discord. Listen, the world moves fast. It seems like as soon as you beat a game, it's lost to time. No one to talk to about it. No credit. No one to even appreciate it on Twitter. While over on the Polykill Podcast, Trav and I aim to remedy all that by talking about the games we're playing, the games we're beating, and the games you are beating. So please head on over to polymedianetwork.com, check out Polykill, and maybe you'll be the next Polykiller. All right, here's an email from Kyle, and he wants to know about competitive gaming. He says, howdy, Alex and Travis. Happy National Cherry Cobbler Day, according to Google. Happy Cobbler Day, Kyle. Yep. Yeah, his way of saying happy holidays. Indeed. I'm a former fighting game competitor, and since COVID, have all but quote-unquote retired, if you want to call it that. During COVID, I became a diehard variety speedrunner, like Ninja Gaiden, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Mr. Gimmick. And holy shit, those are three tough games. <laughs> yeah, just flipping Mr. Gimmick that out there. Mr. Gimmick alone, how do you even begin to speedrun that game? There's so many like crazy variables with the star thing that you throw out. But anyway, Jeez. Uh, he goes on, uh, the one drawback is now I can't play games without some competitive edge. My question is, besides fighting games and speedrunning world records, what retro game slash genre would you like to have a competitive league? My suggestions are, and this is the emailer, uh, racing, Mario Kart, F-Zero, and Biker Mice from Mars, done NASCAR style. And that's the first place my my mind went. Uh, Summoning Salt just posted a video about uh, Double Dash. Oh, really? Uh, setting records and stuff like that. Yeah, there's the some of the absurd uh, checkpoint glitches, uh, cheeses, I guess you'd call them, not really glitches. But just knowing exactly where to uh, jump off a cliff and then right. respawn and then jump off a cliff. Um, when he says, I don't, I don't think he meet. Yeah, I was gonna say when he says done NASCAR style, is he saying like you got to sit there and play it for like four hours and then wearing a fire suit? Or is yeah, it- it's 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 all weak. We have to do a pole <laughs> like a pole thing, yeah. and then we then then a couple days later we we tinker with our our cars and then we we finally race and it's four hours. Mm-hmm. It's just one track. That's it. Yeah, NASCAR style. Yeah, and everybody's wearing a jumpsuit and has tons of Valvoline stickers all over them for some reason. Yeah, I'm totally into it. I'm totally into it. All the interviews sound the same. Yeah. It's just one guy that's like, I get my chassis adjusted in turn three. Who's coming in tight there? I love Daytona. Like, they always have the same pitch. Do you 
I don't know if it's because they're trying to like yell over the engine, but every NASCAR driver has the exact same voice. Wouldn't it be funny though if if some guy came on, you know, he's a NASCAR driver and he just came on like, "Hey, what's going on?" Totally, I need to see like if you say, he talks like George Takai. Like, uh, <laughs> hey now, what's what's going on with the the guy behind me? I would like to understand uh, the current setup of the cars and where I should be going. That would be amazing. But <laughs> that's my choice, though. Uh, race like a racing league mm-hmm. where we have uh, championships, just based on uh, certain circuits, I guess. Like, and throughout certain games, Mario Kart would be perfect for that. Like, you would draw up a schedule. And be like, okay, this coming Saturday, we're going to be doing uh, Double Dash, uh, this group of races, like these five, Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then whoever wins, wins a a little trinket or something, a a Cracker Jack box toy. I don't know. Yay! But uh, I like that idea, though, making that like uh, an actual league uh, and without... uh, shortcuts and stuff like that would have to be banned. We want this to be real racing, not just like manipulate yeah. the game to how you want. That's what I was thinking. Like the speed runners could kind of, I guess, break that type of competition. But at the same time, if they take a big chance on a big shortcut glitch type thing, you know, they usually it's either make it or break it. So I don't know. Yeah, just don't invite them. Just don't invite they're them. Out. Get out of here. Unless they're committed to here. wearing the full fire suit and giving the interview after. <laughs> yeah, they they have to wear the helmet. They have to be strapped <laughs> into a car seat with the with the halo. They have to be handicapped somehow. Like right. they, there has to be a handicap. Yep. So uh, anyway, the email keeps going here. Uh, another idea is sports with, of course, Ken Griffey and NBA, NBA Jam done regionally ranked with a playoff setup. That sounds really fun, too. I like the regional idea. Me, too. I would kill anybody in New Mexico <laughs> at Griffey. Just bring it on. I'm just going to isolate that audio. I will kill anyone in New Mexico and just oh God. send that out. No, uh, What I have I done? I do like that. I mean, I, I college sports were the last bastion of regional competition that could become national other yeah. than like Little League stuff. Uh, so I like that idea for, you know, sports games, NBA Jam. I would, you would be the, you would dominate New Mexico and King Griffey, but I might come out of Virginia shining for NBA Jam. You and I could, we could take over the world, man. Damn. I like, I'm excited. Uh, he keeps going with uh, Bomberman 4 tournaments with a championship final four of first to three wins. That's a cool one that I would absolutely get smoked at because I'm, I'm, I've always been bad at Bomberman, but that would be a lot of fun to watch at least. It would be amazing to uh, watch. Uh, there's also Mario Party. It would be done in fours. Uh, star total and map map wins go to into a playoff setup. Hmm. Sounds pretty good, but I think Mario Party is a little... I don't know. I'm not a huge Mario Party guy. I've only ever seen it played by no one skilled at it so i I would be interested to see people good at it play it to see if a lot of the random chance that you get like is that funny to watch is it fun to see that i don't know that's that's the appeal of mario party to me is to have like a bunch of people maybe a few drinks have been had and maybe it's a a bunch of people that have that barely ever play video games Mm -hmm. and now we're all going to try and play this and i don't know i don't like adding like 
serious competition to something like that. But um, well, maybe you take everybody that one, was in the Bomberman Four tournament. And you take all of their dads, put them in the Mario Party tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Dad party. Dad party. Bring it. And the last one he's got listed here is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Full on judge panel. Cheesy high, uh, cheesy high scores don't look as cool with some runs. Um, I think he means like if you're cheating or not cheating, but if you're taking advantage of certain game mechanics and glitches, there would be a judge panel to say like, eh, that's all you did. You were, we're, we're judging this as if it were a quote right. unquote real thing. Right. Which like- brings about all sorts of controversy and and stuff that uh you know like figure skating there's always like the russian judge gives them a six while everybody else gives them a an eight or a nine yeah yeah i do like that idea though and that's a good point like the the point total in the game doesn't matter because you can you can right you can cheese that or whatever but yeah have and I say you have the international panel there. That way you, you do get to hear the announcer say, <laughs> Russia, seven, seven, eight, six. You know, he, get, he gets to go through and do that thing. That's always the, that's the funnest yeah. part of the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the best part of the Olympics. You've got all these, like, world-class athletes that have yeah. trained for years. And the best part is the announcer reading numbers. That is the best. There's so much anticipation. Where are they going to go with it? Oh, so good. Uh, he, he goes on, if I wasn't in Thailand, I would take up streaming and do seasons of it on online emulators. The commentating and general stream overlay magic could make a very watchable and viewer-invested retro gaming league. I agree. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reading, and I just wanted to think out loud about how to add some replayability and depth to games People have tons of hours on already, except Biker Mice from Mars. That might just be me, but I am here to speak the gospel. Thanks. Have a great rest of your podcast. All right. Good email, Kyle. I appreciate that. I mean, I know he asked for our own input here, but I I think he was pretty exhaustive. Like, I don't know that I can think of anything that is as interesting as some of the stuff he already listed. There's a couple ROM hacks that people have come up with, like uh, Link to the Past Randomizer, um... Uh, there's a great one for Secret of Mana called Secret of Mana Turbo. Um, it'd be fun to watch people race that. Um, ultimately, though, it would just boil down to like speed running in different contexts, I guess. Yeah. But uh, everything I yeah, can think I of amounts the- to speed running. Essentially, I'm like, yeah. you could play Power Watch Simulator as fast as as fast as possible. That's still speed running. <laughs> like, I can't get out of that trap. Oh boy. But I do love the sports regional idea. That would be super cool. Yeah, and that seems like it would be easy to start up and should already exist, right? Like, I feel like you could just do that. I don't know. I mean... Uh, someone's got to be commissioned. It's not going to be me. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't run it for sure. But there's communities already for those games. You can go on a Reddit and be like, hey, who wants to participate? Sign up. Let's do it. And... There is, a, yeah, of course. I forgot. Uh, there's, there is a uh, NHL '94. I don't know if it's a tournament or what, but um, it, it's not quite a league. I know that much, but um, it's for NHL '94. They actually managed to get NHL94.com. I'm looking. I'm gonna pull that up and see it right now. Yeah, they do tournaments, um, multiple times a year. Um, uh, and they do both Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis for that game. Um, but it's not regional. It's just whoever shows up. 
So you can't be like, you can't have like Howard Finkel announcing, and from New Mexico, you know. <laughs> you know what? We, drunk. we would be super remiss if we didn't shout out Ren's uh, NES golf tournament, which oh, is awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is always fun uh, every year. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's just uh, NES Open Golf, not to be confused with the original NES Golf. Right. Yeah. Not uh, the black box. This one is uh, the better version. Yeah. And I somehow finished third, having not played the game all that much. Man, That's crazy. Total fluke. That is that is, that is like uh, what do you call it? Uh, what Loyola Chicago going to the Final Four, right? Man. Or what, whatever the <laughs> whatever the latest Cinderella story was. That also reminds me of the time that uh, it was, was in like 2005 when George Mason made it to the Final Four, and that's right. You could pick your this is when Facebook was just starting to get a little bit sophisticated with things and like you could do a, a bracket on Facebook and of the 15 brackets I filled out because I had like 13 on Yahoo and some on ESPN and I did one on Facebook just kind of not even thinking about it and I selected George Mason to go to the final four and I was ranked like third in Facebook nationally wow. for, and I took a screenshot 10 computers ago I have no idea where it is but that was like my proudest moment in life up to that point. <laughs> yeah, that's still one of the reasons I still pay attention to college basketball barely, but I do try and pay attention is because you, that feeling when you get some like long shot r- correct, nothing quite hits that like like college basketball. Um, I remember in the in the mid the mid two thousands, I really got into it like big time, and it's all because I picked uh, Syracuse to win it all. Uh, back when they had Mello, um, Hakeem Warwick, uh, Jerry McNamara, um, and they were like a three seed or a four seed, and it was the usual suspects like Kansas and Duke and North Carolina, like all the powerhouses were all having great seasons, and I'm like, nope, Syracuse is going to win, and I hardly gave it a second thought, and it ter- I, turned out I ended up winning my, my bracket pool, and uh kicked it kicked off like a huge like binge of like oh maybe i actually know something about college basketball i'm gonna watch it all the time now it's like no you just got lucky that's all that's awesome and you lucked your way into confidence which is something i never do i've never done it (laughs) look at you go yeah that's that's an interesting way of putting it i did all right yeah i can't think of anything you actually you know i'm i'm stumped but uh i think I think Kyle listed out some good ones here to the point that I'm actually going to go plug around and see if there's an NBA jam league near me so I can go in and uh, luck myself into some confidence. Maybe. All right. We got, uh, we got another email here. This one's from Terrence. This one's titled Alex getting a switch. And I know Alex, you getting a switch is, this is like the who shot JR moment of Dallas. Like people (laughs) have got to know if you're going to get that goddamn switch. They want to know. Uh, so Terrence here, he says, I'm listening to episode 85 as I type this, and Alex just did his bit on TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Did I hear right? Is Alex finally getting a switch? Hey, man. Okay, now that is out of the way. Question for you. What city teams has won... Let me try that again. What city's teams have won their championships such as baseball, basketball, and football all in the same year? Two championships would be great. Three is awesome. Can you answer... That question. Bit of trivia from Terrence. 
Um, the first one that comes to mind is when the University of Florida won the football national championship and the basketball national championship in the same year. I think that was 2006. Mm-hmm. That was when uh, Chris Leak, I think Tebow was a freshman. Chris Leak was the quarterback. And uh, the basketball team had uh, 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 Joaquin Noah, um, Al Horford, who's still in the NBA somehow. Yeah. Um, I forget the other guys on that team. Lee Humphrey was another guy. Uh, as far as like pro sports, uh, what cities teams have won their championships? I'm, just gonna... I'm sure like the the Penguins have and the Steelers have won their share of Super Bowls and Stanley Cups. I'm sure they did uh, at least once. I don't think there's ever been. I, you know what? Ugh. It pains me to say this, but I think the answer is Boston. So you think the think Celtics, Boston, the... Whoops. I remember 2008. No, because 2008 was the only Celtics championship. Um, and then 2011, I want to say, was when the Bruins won the cup. Let's see who won uh, the Super Bowl in 2011. No, Super Bowl 2011 was when the Patriots got beat by the Giants. That was an Eli Manning loss. Oh, so. yeah. That was when old Plaxico go burris uh shot himself right like that was the season no this is that was 2007 this is after this is mario manningham oh this was the second uh giant this is the second one okay all right damn yeah it all runs together uh man i don't know i took this as terrence like knows the answer and seeing if we're we'll guess it but you're you're thinking maybe it's a question where there is no answer maybe it hasn't happened i don't know i i mean it's hard to think of even two because uh, I, I, I remember the Red Sox won the World Series in 2013. Oh, you know what? This might be easier than I think. Who won the the Super Bowl in 2019? 2019 season Super Bowl. That was that dreadful Patriots-Rams game that ended 13-3. to So, And I think the Red Sox won the World Series that year. No, that was the Washington Nationals. Damn it. This is tough. I don't know. Yeah, the only one I can think of is University of Florida when they they both basketball and football. I can't think of any others. I feel like there was one kind of recently where two two got it, but I can't remember what the sports were and which city it was, which makes it sound like I'm just lying. Wait a second. Was it the Washington Capitals? Capital. Well, I mean, they win the. I mean, the they win the cup. The uh, oh oh well hockey he said well that's I don't I don't fucking know man I don't know <laughs> <laughs> baseball basketball football slam on hockey jeez oh uh, they didn't win that year anyway yeah I don't know I don't know all right I'm gonna have to Google I'm, it I'm, I'm I'm going in hot yeah I I'm googling like random years and results and stuff I'm sure there's like a Wikipedia page that just shows like all four. And yes, I'm still insisting that there are four major sports. Okay, you're but, okay. Smart. Um, so <laughs> take this with a grain of salt. I'm on Quora.com, known for its reputable answers to all questions. Has any city won three championships in a year? And your first, your inclination very early on was was kind of right. Uh, Detroit. We made fun of Detroit Tigers earlier. So Detroit Lions, Tigers, and Red Wings in 1935, and that's apparently <laughs> the only time it's happened. So that's the only time it was three. Okay. Yeah, that seems like it would be really hard to do. 
No doubt. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm an idiot. If you include hockey, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, dang. They won in uh, 2020. Huh. Gosh dang. Get out of here. Yeah, this is hard. That's a hard question. Yeah, man. Well, I'm going to answer it with that 1935 Detroit. And I say Detroit. I hit the D hard. <laughs> Detroit. That's what my dad would say it. What were you, Detroit, yeah. My, uh, what, what were you doing in 1935? Oh, not much. Not much at all. <laughs> you know, I couldn't name one other thing that happened in 1935. Not that I know everything uh, that's happening see. every year, but 1935, I'm just going to tell people, oh, that was the year of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thanks for the email. Now now I have a frame of reference for 1935. Yeah. Hey. You know, we're coming up on the 100-year anniversary of that. We're only 13 years away. <laughs> coming in hot on it. Yeah. Gosh dang. Coming in hot. And I, you know what? Let's meet in Detroit. We'll hang out. We'll celebrate uh, 100 years since the last time someone did something in Terrence's email. And uh, it'll be fun. And you can bring your Switch. You'll probably have a Switch by then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's hoping. No, I, I do plan on getting a uh, a Switch so I can freaking play Metroid Dread and uh you know i'll probably get a copy of stardew valley uh just to play portable that would be cool heck yeah man yeah get on that switch indie games i do have a wish list of like a whole bunch of stuff i want to get um in fact are there you have a switch right yeah are there any games you would recommend because here here's what i've got so far i've got mario kart 8 deluxe uh golf story uh, Dark Souls Remastered, Tetris 99, those are like digital codes, Hades, Mega Man 11, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, uh, and of course the Mario stuff, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and uh, Mario Odyssey. I mean, that's a pretty good pretty good uh, crop there. I mean, I think a lot of games that come to mind, I couldn't tell you whether or not they're exclusive, like Dead Cells is pretty good. Uh, that's another roguelike. Um I don't know if you yeah yeah are you into are you into like the tactical strategy games like because that Mario Rabbit's Kingdom battle was actually pretty good, huh? Okay, that was pretty. That's fun. not what I've guessed that game was, but oh, and of course there's a uh, Live Alive which just came out, um, and I felt like I had to do my part and order the game, so I actually own a Switch game and I don't own a Switch. Mm. I have a PS5 game. Have you ever I don't done- own a PS5, so yeah, I've, I've definitely. <laughs> I was gonna, oh, okay. I was just gonna ask, like, have you ever done that? Have you ever gotten a, ga- a game for a system that uh, you don't own? What's the PS5 game? It is. Um, I think it's called Martha. It's a. I think it was a limited run game that was only they were only putting out on ah. um, PS4 or PS5. But I love yeah. uh, the spooky horror games, so I, I picked it up as sort of a. Uh, inspiration to one day get a PS5. It's like, look how stupid you're going to be if you just have this game and no PS5 around, which is a dumb way to spend $500. But uh, yeah. Um, and there's also, I mean, you could get those remasters of some of those Zelda games. Those are pretty tight. Which ones? Uh, oh, uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening's a real banger. And they got that new Skyward yeah. Sword that doesn't make you fl- fling yourself around your living room. Yeah. <laughs> eh. I don't like the later Zeldas that much, but uh, yeah, Link's Awakening. I'm gonna have to add that one too. Yeah, it's a straight straight banger. So good, so pretty. Dang, it's like it's like playing Mister Rogers' Neighborhood with a Zelda coat of paint. It is 
So good looking. So um, one last thing I wanted to bring to the show here. I wanted to ask you if you have any guilty pleasures when it comes to filling time with video games. And I mean, I don't have a lot of free time as it is, but I do find time now for the Simpsons tapped out game. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have never heard of this before. I think I've heard of it, but I've, I've never really paid much attention to it. Simpsons tapped out and I, I managed to um, see some video of it and it does look super fun. It is. And that's the worst part about it because yeah. it is one of those games where you just basically tell the game to go do something and then you'll come back in a few minutes and get little jolts of catharsis because you got a little bit more money and you got a little bit more XP. And the whole thing is you're building you're building a Springfield. And if you play long enough, you unlock tons of characters. I've got hundreds of characters in that game. It takes me forever just to sit down and do like one little thing because I have to make all the characters do shit. But it's so addictive. It's so fun. And the weird thing is I played this game like as soon as it came out in like 2011, 2012, my wife and I played it together. Well, we didn't play it. Th- we played it side by side without talking to one another for long stretches of time. And then we both were like, you listen, we got to put this down. This is just taking up too much time. <laughs> uh, we never really gave in to any of the microtransactions, but they're pretty tempting. Uh, we didn't do that. We just played it, you know, as you, as you do, just poke around on it. And I put it down for like seven years and I thought it was behind me. And I didn't realize that I was still, <laughs> I was still subbed to the subreddit, and because no one had posted there in forever, and then it, all it took was for me to get a new tablet with a nice big new, sexy screen, and just happen to scroll too slow past one of those uh, posts on Reddit where someone had taken a picture of their town, and it all rushed back into my head, and I was like, oh, I wonder how my Springfield's doing. Wonder if I can log in. Wonder if I can rearrange my town a little bit. I like the look of this guy's town. This guy's got a good town. And that's all it took. I got my new tablet out, downloaded it, and since then I've been a freaking slave to The Simpsons tapped out. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at some footage of it, and um, you could put the Quickie Mart right next to Homer's house. Yeah, <laughs> you could put amazing. Moe's right next to it. It's it's pretty funny. It, it's perfect for a, uh, a property like... Um, the Simpsons, where yes. you can build your own town, because it's all established stuff. You know, I grew up watching the show. I've got certain, I've got at least two dozen episodes practically memorized. <laughs> seen them so many times. I know all the characters. I know all the voices, all the jokes, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I might check that out too. But the thing is, is that I have my own th- shameful. I wouldn't call it an addiction. But um, it's it's still shameful that I spend as much time with this game as I do, and it's similar to yours. It's mm. for South Park. Oh, and shit. it's called it's called Phone Destroyer, huh? And what it is is a versus battle. Um, it's a card game basically, um, where you collect all the characters, and there's five different um, uh, themes. I guess you'd call them. There's like sci-fi, fantasy, neutral. Uh, uh, mystical and uh, superheroes and you know it's just the same thing where you you play you unlock certain stuff when you win um, and you're playing just like random yahoos on 
you know, anywhere in the world or whatever. Hmm. And, uh, and yeah, there are uh, like microtransactions never did one of those, it, but, uh, it's great because, um, it, it utilizes the, the, uh, Trey and Matt's voices for all the characters. Oh. So, uh, it's really funny. Uh, it's, it's seriously like a, a pretty well balanced game. It's got its flaws big time. Um, but there, there is a, to give an example, like there's five different Cartman characters. You can only choose between two, like you can only build a deck, so to speak of between two different, uh, uh, themes, but there's five different Cartmans. Um, there's a Cartman in each theme. Like the sci-fi Cartman is, uh, uh, awesome. 4000, which is taken (laughs) from an episode when he dresses up as a, a robot to, and he pretends to be butters is right. his best friend and butters thinks it's real um and then there's a uh, wizard cartman uh from the lord of the rings episode that they did uh what well there's zen cartman where he's just <laughs> he's just a bald guy that just says namaste and just sits there he's like a tank <laughs> type character it's really stupid uh there's sheriff cartman which goes way back to you know respect my authority and all mm. that and then there's Cupid Cartman, which is probably the funniest one, which is like this tiny little flying Cartman. And when he gets killed, he goes, fuck you. And he like flies <laughs> off into the distance. Uh, the voices really make it uh, way better than it has any right to be. But um, yeah, it's a fun. F- it, the reason I like it is because each battle goes three minutes. Uh and if you're still tied at that point, if you've taken out, you know, as as many like health points as the other person, um, then you go into just a one minute overtime and that's it. So like if I'm waiting in line, like at the pharmacy drive through pharmacy or, you know, at the grocery store or whatever, it's perfect to just like take that out. It's like, oh, here's a free pack. Oh, here's this. Oh, I need to level up this character. Oh, but in order to do that, I need to collect this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how they get you. That that daisy chain of of stupid crap you have to do to 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 get this stuff done but um yeah it's it's a fun game it's pretty reasonably well balanced there's a lot of like any other phone game there's there's a lot of overpowered cards that you know where people there's whales that pay a shitload of money to yeah um yeah get get ridiculously overpowered and it's just then the game is not so fun because it's just like really dude you have a freaking level six legendary like seriously like, you should have said that in your cartman voice that was the most cartman thing i've ever heard you say seriously yeah you, you seriously have it i can't really do it you seriously have a, a you seriously have a level six legendary cow is that was that any good yeah. <laughs> yep that got me that was pretty good all right all right that's Man. good you know the way we segued naturally into talking about these games and talking them up it probably sounded like an ad for it's like now i'm going to tell you about a game i've been playing <laughs> now that you bring it up, yeah, we are not being paid to talk about these. We were just like bullshitting about this before the podcast. It's like we right. should talk about this on the show because it might bring about some uh, emails from people. Mm-hmm. Like, what game? What ridiculous game have you gotten hooked on? Right, for example. Yeah, and, to, like, and we'd to, love to hear hear from other people. Like, what kind of like you know it's a dumb game. You know it's just you know the gameplay substance is kind of lousy. Uh, not the greatest. Uh, you should probably be playing something more substantial or something with actual difficulty. But damn it, 
I like that South Park. I like the South Park universe. I think the show is hilarious. I think the game is hilarious. Uh, and same with you with The Simpsons. Yeah. And to, and to prove that these aren't paid ads, fuck these games. Fuck them. Taking up 100% all my time. 100% fuck these games. Fuck, fuck them. So, and uh, yeah, I uh, should also mention that I quit uh, like four years ago. And then just like you, I got, I was like, I wonder what that game looks like on a tablet. So I got a tablet and it looks, I was like, whoa, it's, it's this game, but bigger. That's so cool. And then of course, like, oh, there's all these new characters now. I can, I can play as the goth kids. That's hilarious. (laughs) So yeah, the goth kids from that show just kill me. Oh, so funny. Um, I do want (laughs) to shout out another mobile game that top spot our pal top spot led me to and actually i played this on game pass it has a a bunch of different uh ports now but it i think it originated on mobile and it's called slay away camp and it references a bunch of old 80s horror films and it's basically a sokoban game like a a block moving puzzle but you have to your your block is the the killer and you have to move them exactly to where they'll kill all the campers (laughs) and it's so stylized it's so 80s infused it's hilarious over what? the top. That is a that is a crazy idea for a game. Yeah, and it has it has sort of Minecraft looking um, uh, aesthetic to it, but it's so good. It's so cartoony and fun. So I can't recommend that one enough. If if no one's played that one, uh, Slay Away Camp. It's good stuff. I think there's microtransactions, but I think all you have to do is just suffer through some ads to get through the whole game, and it does have an ending. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and since you brought up another one, I should bring up another one too. Uh, I really like a game called Retro Bowl, which is just Tecmo Bowl, but with a touchscreen. Oh, and no it's way. got all the NFL teams. Uh, works great with a tablet and a stylus. And uh, you get to, you know, uh, there's hardly any ads in it at all. Oh, the only ad is like, hey, pay more money and you can you have the ability to like custom name the players or or you can level up this you, this running back you drafted, you know, that much quicker and stuff like that. Holy but cow. um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty straightforward game. And again, the key for me is that you can play you can crank through a game in like three or four minutes. Like That's it's not awesome. like a freaking massive time suck, like something like fucking Rage Shadow Legends or whatever the hell. <laughs> fuck that game fuck that game too yeah fuck um, all phone games they're yeah all trash they, but well, some of them they're crack. Least, like like that <laughs> slay away camp game sounds really funny but yeah uh, that one's solid man i might even i might have to go download retro bowl dang it dang it yeah retro bowl is is pretty good it's it's not invasive at all in terms of the usual crap you get from uh uh that sort of thing but uh yeah i've gotten ridiculously good at retro bowl i'm i got uh Quarterbacks throwing for seven thousand yards. I've got uh, uh, running backs running for twenty five hundred yards. It's it's good times. Right on, my dude. Dang. All right, I'm gonna have to gonna download that, play that uh, post haste. Uh, but I think that does that wrap us up. I think we did a, a full that last podcast. We did it. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, that's been another Drug Friend Podcast. Hey, guess what? You can uh, reach out reach out to us with questions or comments. You can go to drunkfriendpodcast at uh, gmail.com. Send us something from Cobbler Day. 
pick a day, send us an email. We'll read it uh, and then respond to it right here on the old podcast there. You can head over to polymedianetwork.com. we got other podcasts out there. we got Tales of the Lesser Medium. We just wrapped up our four episodes on the Uncharted uh, mainline series, which uh, that was a lot of fun. So check those out. we got Polykill, Petey's Power Hour, Indie Quest, the brand new podcast about movies, Uncle Doug's DVD bin, which Alex preferred to be DVD Bucket. I get it. It's too late. Uh, but uh, <laughs> please go over there and check those out. That's right. And if you're not interested in sending an email, that's no big deal. Just give us a rating and review on a podcast app of your choice. That'll help us out big time. And you can rate us on Spotify right now. Do it. You can also find us on social media. On Twitter, I'm at TravPlaysGames. Alex is, of course, at Snestrunk. And as always, the music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now was composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called Electric Star Bounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst quenching logo. Oh my God! He did it! <laughs> he did it! Mom, get in here, Mom! <laughs> Only because I had to. <laughs> it sounded like Joe Buck reading that. <laughs> oh man! What end of a fucking era? End of a fucking era! Oh, oh no! God. It's the beginning of it's the beginning of a new one. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewrite the script now that you've got it down pat. Uh, be sure to catch us uh, all on YouTube. Thanks for listening. All right, we have a go. Hope you have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>